0: Alright, well, uh, if you're joining with us for the first time, let me introduce myself. My name's Jacinda, I'm one of the pastors here at Coast Vineyard, and we are right in the middle of a series that we're doing, in fact we're kind of coming to the tail end really, this week and next week, um, and our series is called Going Deeper. And we've been spending some time just exploring different ways of being able to go deeper in our relationship with God. And what are some of the things that are helpful for us in that? Uh, And what's the invitation of God for each one of us at the moment, Uh, which will look different for each one of us, but how is he inviting us to go deeper with him? And today we're gonna spend some time looking at prayer. And particularly with the aspect of prayer of going deeper with Him. Really, we're talking about conversations of the heart that we can have with God. And uh, it's pretty unique times that we find ourselves living in, isn't it? And we have this opportunity uh, in talking to a number of people. They're sort of feeling like there's this opportunity to rethink and reevaluate life and work and relationships and all the things that are a part of our lives, including our faith journey, and just sort of reevaluating and pushing reset on a few things. And and prayer is kind of part of that dynamic. It's uh, it's actually an opportunity for us. We may not have chosen to live in this time of disruption and uncertainty, but what those times can actually do for us is actually create an opportunity for us to look at life. Uh, from a, a strategic kind of perspective and reflect on our habits of life and our practices and our spiritual journey and how they are helping us or hindering us in our journey with God and our pursuit of Jesus. I was, uh, when I was looking at some uh, things for this week as I was preparing, I came across a fantastic organisation in the UK called pattern.org.uk and this is what they would say about this time we're in right now. The world is being reshaped as we speak. And so are we, our homes have become the crucibles of our spiritual formation. A bit like domestic monasteries. What we do with this unusual time matters. So let's help each other become more like Jesus. And that's what we are wanting to lean into over this time that we make the most of this unusual time and lean into becoming more like Jesus. So why don't we just pray and then we're gonna dive straight in. So Father, we thank you that you are in the midst of disruption. You are in the midst of change and you know the way forward even if we don't. And we also are counting on the fact that you bring about good in us and for us and through us in all seasons. And so God, in this season, wherever we find ourselves, we pray, God, that you would come and that you would be present to each one of us. And that even as I speak over this next little while, Lord, that you would just capture our attention, capture our heart with what it is that you're inviting us into and going deeper with you, and particularly in this area of prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Yes, I've got, I've got a few people ready, awesome. So listen, when we talk about spiritual practices like prayer, Matt spoke about reading scripture last week, we've talked about worship, uh, and all of these kinds of spiritual practices, the whole goal that of, of them, they are not the end in themselves, they are a means to an end. And they, the things we think about when we're using those sorts of things is we wanna be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus did. That's the whole goal of spiritual practices. All of those practices are built on grace and invitation. They're not built on straining or striving or feeling like we just have to like have this checkbox of spiritual to-do things. It's, it's about invitation into relationship, to be with Jesus, to become like him, and to do what he did. You know, I remember when I was a teenager, which you know it's a little while ago now um but i remember my mum talking to me and just saying you know you need to practice wisdom about who you hang out with who your friends are because you become like who you're with you know you become like the company you keep you rub off on each other now as followers of jesus that works in our favor because the more time we spend with jesus the more he rubs off on us we become like the company we keep. And so with spiritual practices, we're talking about keeping company with Jesus. One of those practices that helps us to just keep company with him and to be with him is prayer. And really, this is something all of us can do. You know, regardless of where we find ourselves on our journey with God, you might feel like you're only just at the very beginning working this thing out, or you may have actually been following him for a long time, Wherever we are, this is just an opportunity for us to just re-look at how am I doing in prayer? You know, how am I finding ways to talk and have these conversations with God? There's a fantastic book by Pete Gregg, uh, which is this one. It's called How to Pray. And he says in here, if you want to trust Jesus more, get to know him more. Look to him more, listen to him more, and spend more time with him. And that's what happens when we pray. As we spend, in that spending time with him, we get to know him better. You know, some of the best advice when I think about, you know, getting started with prayer or if it's kind of slid off of our radar or been pushed to the margins because life is so full Some of the best advice I've had about prayer actually comes from the prayer course that has been created by 24-7 Prayer. And if some of you have done that, I know that you've done that in your life groups. If you ever get the chance to do it, jump on. This is the advice. Remember these three things. Keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. So let's just unpack those a little bit. Keep it simple. I've talked to people who feel like prayer is just super hard for me. I don't know the right words. I don't have those fancy Christian words that I think you're supposed to use. Um, You know, it just all seems really complicated. We can make it complicated, but it doesn't need to be. It can really be very simple. Think about the advice that Jesus gave his disciples. When they asked him, teach us to pray, this was what he said to them. And this is the message translation, which I love how they do this. Okay, Matthew 6, verse 6. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and as honestly as you can manage. And the focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. It's just about us coming simply and honestly and being with him. So if you've felt unsure about where to start, my encouragement is just start right now where you are with what you've got. If you used to pray lots and you just found that you're not anymore, start simple, keep it simple. Just think about the conversations that we've been having as we've been able to get back together with friends again. They're just talking about life, uh, what's happening for us in our internal world as well as what's been going on and our external circumstances. That's the stuff of prayer. And we just come and we talk to God about that as honestly and as simply as we know how. And this is where it leads into this whole thing of keeping it real. I was chatting with someone just in the last few weeks uh, about this whole thing about prayer and um, about how we can just be real with God. We don't have to pretend. We don't have to put on our you know shiny Sunday face or anything. Uh, we can just turn up with all that there is going on in our lives, whether it's messy or not. And she said this, she was like, I just love that about prayer. I get to be me with him. What a profound statement that is. I get to be me. When we keep it real, we get to just be ourselves. We don't have to try to be anything else. We don't have to try to be something that we think God wants us to be. He knows us as we are and he loves us as we are. He just wants to be with us. And that's something we get to do in prayer. Now, it may be that depending on our background, we may have some unhelpful thinking around our image of God that could maybe make that a little bit difficult. We may have been taught that we can't be angry, we can't be disappointed, we can't feel ashamed, we can't bring our guilt to God, like anything negative that somehow God can't look at that and we have to hide that away, and that may mean that we hide away. But that's not the example that we see in scripture. It's not the example that Jesus set for us. He He was real with God when he was struggling. King David, all of the book of Psalms, that's, that's about as real as it gets. Like it's just raw heart emotion oftentimes. And it gives us permission to just bring all of our life, whether it's, whether it's, kind of in a good place and all positive or if it's feeling really negative and hard and overwhelming or as is usually the case that amazing mess that there is of life where both is happening at the same time but we can bring all of that to God and the other thing that we may have to address is that if our image of God is that he is this distant angry um, demanding God that's just sort of waiting to tell us off that's gonna make it really difficult to want to come and actually be real with him However, the God we get to know through Jesus is not that, he is loving, he is kind, he is generous, he is present and waiting for us. In fact, he draws near to us often before we even notice his presence. So my encouragement is, if some of those things are part of the mix for you, talk to someone, talk to someone you know that may have just been following Jesus a little bit longer than you. Or I know for me, I have a spiritual director, they can really help to work through some of these things that may get in the way of our praying. And the last one is just keep it up. Don't quit, just keep on keeping on with prayer. Now I know that it's easy to say that and then when you have to deal with the disappointment of unanswered prayer or prayer that, or just that life just didn't go the way that you wanted, that can be difficult and that's that's normal. And uh, But what Jesus encouraged his disciples to do, what we've been encouraged to do, is just to persevere. He tells the disciples this parable of this widow that went to a judge, and she just kept persisting to get justice. And we find that story in Luke 18.1. Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. It's tempting for us to stop, and, and you may have found that you, that's what's happened. You didn't necessarily even make a conscious decision about it, or you may have, but you've just stopped praying. So I would say to you today, just start again. Wherever you are, whatever's going on, just start talking to God again and have those conversations of the heart Some of the challenges that I often hear, you know, people say, I've just got no time. Well, depending on how your last two months have gone, some of us have found ourselves with loads more time, um, and some of us have been busier than ever. In our Western culture, we are always going to be busy. We are always going to be time poor. But here's what I've discovered. We make time for the things that are important to us. We just do. Like, whatever really matters to us, we find a way of fitting that into our schedules, and and that's what we need to actually consider when it comes to prayer. If wanting to go deeper with God is a priority, then we have to make time for prayer. There's, I wish I could say that there was an easy way around that, there's just not. And so use your phone to help you, set reminders on your phone or something. I love um, Susanna Wesley. She was the mother of Charles and John Wesley in uh, the 1700s. She, uh, they went on to like lead this reformation all through the UK and established the Methodist Church. Now, she raised 10 children. Her husband was largely absent. He was away a lot. And she homeschooled schooled her children, so she knows what life's been like just lately. But she homeschooled her children and many others. And she trained her kids so that And the chaos that I can only imagine life must have been at times with 10 children, she would stand in the middle of her kitchen, life was full, life was noisy, life was busy. She would get her apron and stick it up over her head and she would pray, right in the middle of it all. And she just taught her kids that uh, this this is what she's doing. She's talking to God right now. So regardless of how busy and how crazy our lives may be, the encouragement is, let's make time. This is super important. And the other thing is uh, I've heard from people as they say, "I just don't even know if prayer even matters does it does it change anything? Does it really make any difference? Well, it depends on how you look at it. If we are coming to prayer from the perspective of I pray so that God knows what I want and what I need and then he, will do the stuff that I talked to him about and so he will orchestrate things and so you know my circumstances will change or they will be what I want if we think prayer is that it's just this transactional thing that happens we're going to be disappointed because that's not the point of prayer remember these spiritual practices are for us to be with Jesus and to become like him so the thing about prayer is us learning how to be with Jesus in the midst of our circumstances whatever they are, and prayer is actually about us. It's about changing us. We are transformed as we are near him. And so in this time of uncertainty and of change and of disruption, the, the invitation for each one of us is to learn how to be with Jesus in prayer, in spite of our circumstances, how distracting they may be, how unsettling they may be, and to be with him it and that makes all the difference in the world I would suggest okay so if you're listening to this and you're thinking okay I want to reset I want to kind of reorient my life and include prayer in ways that maybe I haven't for a while or maybe you just want to get started for the first time let's just take a look at how we can do that first of all be intentional make a plan I know that doesn't sound terribly glamorous But actually, we all do this. We make plans to see friends. We make plans to catch up with family. We make plans, if we're married, to have date nights, just to be able to, because we know that actually the time spent with one another is super important. That's where we just share life, share our hearts, have a laugh. You know, it's the glue that kind of knits us together, but we actually have to be intentional with it. So we need to make a plan. Decide what time of the day works best for you, and where you're going to meet with God. Where are you going to pray? For me, the first thing I do, I get up in the morning, chuck my dressing gown on, roll on into my office, and I have a spot in there that I've set up. Everything I want to use while I'm praying is all there. I literally, I just sit down, I close the door, sit down. Usually the dog and the cat come with me, and and I just sit and that's where I pray. And I've kind of predetermined the where and the when, so it's much, much easier for me to just have created that habit. Now, it was going to look really different for each one of us depending on the season of life. That would never have worked for me when I had small children. But it does for the season I'm in now. So you may end up taking the posture of Susanna Wesley and you just, you know, you stand in the middle of your kitchen with your apron on your head or a version of. But the, but the point is make a plan. Decide when and where you want to pray every day. Make it enjoyable. Make it a place you want to be. Like it might be you have a really comfy chair in a corner of your lounge or you get up, you have a cup of coffee and you go back to bed and all your things that you want to use when you're praying are next to you beside the bed. You don't have to go looking for them. It could be that if you've got small children, you get up and have breakfast and you set them up. You give them an activity, you give them some snacks and teach them to give you 5, 10, 15 minutes of uninterrupted time. We can actually teach our kids about this and, or include them in it. Um, And for those of you who are more active, find ways to pray while you're actually out and about doing things, but make it somewhere you really want to be. And the last one is be open to experimenting with different kinds of praying. I kind of have taken a bit of a magpie approach. I like shiny things uh, at the best of times, and I kind of, you know, am attracted to those. So when it comes to prayer, what, what catches your attention? What kind of Catches your heart. You might read a prayer or you might hear a prayer that somebody else has prayed. Uh, for me, lately, I've been reading liturgy and using liturgy, and there's just a beauty in that. It's just capturing my heart. And so just grab it. Grab it and go, I say, magpie like. Just, you know, grab these different ones and cr- start creating a collection of prayers that you can commandeer and make them your own. And if anyone complains, just send them to me. Um, but honestly, Christians have been doing this forever. Since the fourth century, there's been a really simple prayer called the Jesus Prayer that Christians have been praying in churches all over the world since then. And it's this, it's really simple. Lord, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's a prayer. And, and you can recite that through your day just as an anchor point. You can borrow prayer. You can do imaginative prayer. Rachel did an amazing job of leading us in that last Sunday during our family service. There are loads of apps that we can use that help us to pray. In fact, you can go onto our website and there's a resources section under our Grow um, tab on the website and there's some apps that you could maybe experiment with there. Uh, Liturgy, again, it's been written, it's sort of stood the test of time, and there's real beauty in it. And and I think one of the things I love about it is that we're joining this rhythm and pattern of prayer that has been prayed by Christians all over the world for centuries, and I think that's quite special. Kinetic prayer, for those of you who are sitting thinking, oh my goodness, I can't sit still for longer than five minutes, how am I going to do this? Pray on the move. Jesus did. He walked, he fished, he climbed mountains and he prayed. And you can do that too, whether you're out on your paddleboard first thing in the morning or having a surf or going for a run or a walk. Instead of just sticking on a podcast or, uh, you know, like just filling up the space with other noise, use that as an opportunity to just have a conversation with God. Pray scripture, journal, use art. Silence is prayer. Just sometimes we run out of words, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Learning how to be with God in silence can actually be pretty wonderful. Just, and, and the whole thing of using our phones, we know that our phones can be like a major source of distraction, but they can actually really help us with this as well, because we can put reminders on our phone that just give us anchor points through the day to pray. One of the first prayers I remember learning as a child is the Lord's Prayer. I grew up in the Anglican Church and it was one of the things that we learnt. And, um, and it's still with me today. It's the, it's the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples when he was teaching them how to pray. So if you're wanting to get started or reset, this is a great place for us to go. Here's what the Archbishops of Canterbury and York say about the Lord's Prayer. At the heart of our prayers will be the words that Jesus himself taught us. It is simple enough to be memorised by a small child and yet profound enough to sustain a whole lifetime of prayer. So what I'd love for us to do just as we come to a close is to spend time praying the Lord's Prayer together. I I will always have the traditional version in my head because that's the one I grew up with. And so why don't we, if you know it, I'm going to have the words come up. Pray with me as we we do this. But we're just going to pause. Just let that sit there for a moment, but just pause. Maybe just close your eyes and take a deep breath. And just let's remind ourselves that God is present with us that this was the prayer that Jesus prayed, that he taught his disciples to pray. And he's inviting us to pray with him today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I'm gonna read it again, but this time I'm gonna read an expanded version, which you wouldn't necessarily have heard before. What I'd encourage you to do is just to sit and to close your eyes, And allow it just to wash over you and then notice notice what captures your attention and resonates in your heart and notice where it is that you encounter Jesus as you hear this prayer so just settle in close your eyes our father holy father Abba father in the heavens father who is close accessible and present hallowed, holy, sacred be your name. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. The whole earth is full of his glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty, who was and is and is to come. Your kingdom come. And your will be done your way of doing things be done here and now on earth as it is in heaven your government come your politics be done on earth as it is in heaven your rule and reign come your plans and purposes be done on earth as it is in heaven may we be an anticipation of the age to come May we embody the reign of Christ here and now. Give us day by day our daily bread and provide for the poor among us. As we seek first your kingdom and your justice, may all we need be provided for us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Transform us, by the Holy Spirit, into a forgiving community of forgiven sinners. Lead us not into trouble, trial, tribulation, temptation. Be mindful of our frame and that we are but dust. We can only take so much. Lead us out of the wilderness and into the promised land that flows with milk and honey. Deliver us from evil and the evil one. Save us from Satan, the accuser and adversary, so that no weapon formed against us can prosper. So that every tongue that rises against us in judgment, you will condemn. So every fiery dart of the wicked one is extinguished by the shield of faith. So that as we submit to you and resist the devil, the devil flees. So that as we draw near to Christ, lifted up upon the cross, his cross, becomes for us the axis of love, expressed in forgiveness that refounds the world. And the devil who became the false ruler of the fallen world is driven out from among us. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. So friends, as we come to a close, Just be attentive to what God's invitation is to you today. It may be that you're just gonna get started. You're thinking about how do I be with Jesus? How do I become like him? How is he inviting me to do what he did? Or in terms of prayer, it may be a reminder of keeping it simple, keeping it real and keeping it up. But make sure that you just sort of grab a hold of what it was that's kind of touched you today. Because God's in that. His invitation is in that for you. If you're new to faith, if this is entirely new to you, we would love to help you with this. You can jump onto our website on our Contact Us page and just fill out the form there and we'll get in touch and we can have a chat. And if you're a regular at Coastie, then you know how to find us and we would love to talk to you if we can help you with this.